Hi there, and welcome to the Rash Cast with Jake and John. I'm Jake. And I'm John. So, uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, first of all, the Nats still won the 2019 World Series. It's still true, two and a half weeks on. Wow. Yeah, so. And the team that they beat, it seems to be in a little bit of hot water. Yeah, a little mess of, of trouble of their own creation. They have a little bit of a sticky situation on their hands. Yeah, so uh, the Astros, as I'm sure you know, uh, this week it came out and that in 2017, uh, throughout the 2017 regular season at least, uh, the Astros were cheating with what appears to be uh, a center field camera that they installed uh, that was not the television camera that they put up and uh, had connected to a television that was in the walkway up to the dugout. Then, when they figured out the signs, which amazingly seems to be about three or four pitches into the game, which is another thing that we should probably talk about, uh, mm-hmm. after figuring out the signs they would have some team employee bang on a trash can in in the walkway. Uh, normally, if there was an off-speed pitch coming, they would bang on the trash can, and that would let the Astros hitters know what signs they were using. Uh, and so that, uh, the interesting thing about it is that it was obviously audible, uh, both obviously to the Astros players, like it had to be, but also, you can hear it on television if you go back and watch the tapes. It is uh, not the smartest way to cheat if you're going to cheat. No. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the, the John Boy. He, he did a lot of investigative reporting, I guess, this week. And he, he cut a bunch of clips of them doing it throughout the season. Um, I think the most interesting one that was also quoted in um, the initial report by Ken Rosenthal and Evan Durich. Drellich. Um, Drellich, my, my bad. Or Drell, um, actually, it's Drellich, excuse me. Okay, Drellich um, was the one with Danny Farquhar, and the fact that he heard it and he had stepped off the mound because he knew what was going on. Um, he knew that the signs were, were being picked up on, and he assumed it was because of the trash can. Yeah. Or the noise he was hearing. And it was, so, it was uh, Evan Gaddis was at bat, and... Uh, Farquhar was alternating fastball and changeup, and every time he would, you know, call for a changeup, he'd hear this dong dong, and then mm-hmm. amazingly, he figured out why. I, yeah, it's just it's not. This is not rocket science level cheating here. You would expect more elaborate and intricate out of the Astros, and it's certainly possible that they had elaborate and intricate ways of getting the signs, but. Once they got them, their way of conveying them to their players was uh, pretty stupid. Yeah. And, I mean, this is the smart baseball team. This is the uh, team that revolutionized the game. And, you know, you had, you had books written about this team that now look pretty bad. Um, yeah. And, peop- and it's just interesting. The most interesting part of, of this is who it is that's really at the forefront of this. Right, um, so these allegations. We had a report today that uh, Kevin Goldstein, the Astros scouting director, uh, who formerly was an internet baseball writer, 
sent an email in 2017 in August because they recognized that their system wouldn't work in the playoffs because it's too loud to hear a trash can banging in the playoffs. And so they tried to get their scouts to set up a new system that they could actually use in the playoffs. And it seems like it worked. Uh, yeah. Because... I mean, you look at the numbers, of the offensive numbers of the players at home versus the, on the road during the playoffs. Yeah, this is a small sample size. But um, it's remarkable just the difference between how they hit on, on, on the road and at home. And the one thing you really think about a lot is that Yankees series, the Yankees-Astros series and the ALCS, where the home team won every game that series. In 2017. And in 2017, yeah. Um, which is just something to consider, you know, when you have this huge advantage. I'm not saying the Yankees were the ones cheating, although they might have been. Although they have a very traditional front office, and it seems a lot well, like a lot of these... Here's the thing age- about this, though. I mean, this yeah. isn't above traditional front... Like, that's what's so surprising. Well, they were also me. caught with the Apple Watch thing, right? Although, yeah, people didn't really talk about them as much. It was the Red Sox that got punished. Uh, mm-hmm. it, this, the interesting thing about this to me is, first of all, the Astros have this reputation. Like no one was surprised when the Astros got popped for this. First of all, in twenty nineteen, in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, they were accused again in the playoffs of stealing signs in, in 19. Uh, and if you listen to the tapes in, in 2017, it sounds like they were using some sort of system that involved whistling. Uh, and Yankees fans and Yankees, uh, so, uh, the, uh, Phil Nevin, who's the third base coach for the Yankees complained about it to MLB, uh, and MLB announced that their investigation had found nothing, but apparently that wasn't true. Uh, the investigation found that they had been using whistling to convey signs, but they couldn't find exactly how the system worked, and they also didn't want to blow up the playoffs, so they didn't say anything. Uh, and you know, the Astros have this reputation that that is so sort of known throughout baseball that the Nats, uh, when they played them in the World Series, which, by the way, they won. Uh, just Did they? Yeah, actually they did. They won the 2019 World Series. I think it's important. Yeah. It's important to mention that as many times as we can. That is interesting. Uh, so the Nats, uh, there was an article by Barry Servluga in the Post about how the Nats had to change up their signs. They went basically football playbook with the signs, they had their catchers wearing wristbands that would indicate a sign, and then uh, the pitcher would know what sign it was because they either were going, and I, it took me a while to sort of understand what the Nats were doing, but they were either going uh, the, the number sign that was flashed was equivalent to the runners on base, uh, so if there were two runners on, it would be the two sign, uh, or, uh, no, no, if it was a runner on second, there would be the two sign, or the second sign flashed. If the runner on third, there'd be the third side flashed, or maybe it was the number of outs. Either way, they had this intricate system that where they would have different signs for each pitcher, uh, 
And obviously it worked. I mean, the Nats won every single home game on their way to winning the 2019 World Series. I mean, road game. Yes. I meant yes. game at Minute Maid Park. Yeah. Which is so... I think that just even with all the, with all the stuff coming out it makes it just so much more impressive. I think. Yeah, they beat a hundred and seven win team who'd won sixty games at home, who had lost four. I mean, the maximum of the the Oakland A's won four games at Minute Maid Park in twenty nineteen, but it took them ten tries to do it, and the Nats somehow came in. In, in the most important games of the year, in the games where the incentive to cheat would be highest, mm-hmm. and they won four games at Minute Maid Park, which is not easy to do. And just thinking about this real quick, this something just popped in my head, especially that Game 7, when Scherzer didn't have it at all. It, it makes it interesting to think about I, you know, how I think he was able to not break. And I think it's more hats. interesting to look at Game 1. Uh, if you're looking for evidence of sign stealing, I mean, obviously you could look at Game Six where Strasburg basically announced that they had something on him after the yeah. first inning, and he switched it up. But if you look at Scherzer, Scherzer had pretty decent stuff in Game One. Like he didn't have the greatest command in the world, and that's what we were all saying. But the fastball was still 96, 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. The pitch that he threw, the only one that he got tagged on, was a high fastball to Gurriel that, I mean, if you watch the video, it seems like you could only hit if you knew it was coming. It was a good pitch. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I don't want to make specific allegations on specific pitches, but it took Max Scherzer 112 pitches to get through that lineup. Uh, and the fact that he allowed two runs in those five innings... Uh, when it seemed like, I don't know, I mean, say what you will, the Astros, again, it's really hard to distinguish between the Astros' actual talent and, and what they received from cheating. Because you look at their team on paper, I mean, they were first in lowest strikeout rate in the major leagues, and they were first in walk rate in 2019 and they were first in strikeout rate in 2017 after being, I think 26th in 2016. Uh, so, you know, you look at their lineup and it looks like a whole bunch of very talented hitters and they are, but they've also been here this entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's hard to distinguish between the natural talent and what they've received from this sign stealing for all those people who yeah. who a think that every team is doing it yes uh they are but they're clearly not doing it as effectively as the astros are and b for those people who think it's not as big an advantage as you know everyone is making it out to be it's a huge advantage to know what pitch is coming i mean obviously you're still not going to be able to hit every pitch even if you know it's coming but it gives you a huge advantage I mean, yeah. half the art of pitching is in deception. And if you don't have that, you're getting by on stuff alone. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is something we talked about coming into the series. I mean, this is something that has been known for a while that the Astros do. Yeah. Um, after 2017, after the World Series, you Darvish, you know, was saying that, you know, he said he was tipping his pitches. But 
it probably was the fact that they were no no the kids. the Astros said he was tipping his pitches yeah Darvish Which, kept looking out, through, that's right there was a fascinating uh, Darvish posted a video to his YouTube channel that uh, Dylan Hernandez of the LA Times translated uh, where he said yeah I you know they kept telling me I was tipping my pitches I kept looking through the video to find a tell and mm. I couldn't find one yeah. Which is um, my my shirt that says we're not committing crimes is asking a lot of questions. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just. It's. You know, I'm trying to figure out what's different about this time. What could lead to actual punishment this time? Uh, I, I think the blatantness, like the 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 actual video of it, exactly, is one. I think that's a big thing. There, it's it's on tape and like everyone mm-hmm. can hear it uh any other sad thing to me is the guys that they were doing it on the dan altavias of the world the danny farquars of the world like these are not guys with a plus stuff these are guys who are on the fringes of rosters who need every advantage they can get and if you take mm-hmm. away their ability to sort of uh sequence pitches and deceive hitters that way no they're not going to be able to succeed at the major league level i mean this yeah this could have been that's res- what mike fires was saying right that's what mike fires came out and said this he said this is for not for me necessarily but for the, the fringe guys who who could get sent to the minor leagues and have their careers ruined because of this yeah i mean that's to i mean fires is a great example fires is mm-hmm. essentially a, a well, he's not a two-pitch pitcher, but he's he's a you know eighty-nine mile an hour fastball, everything works off deception type of guy. If people know what's coming, he's not a major league pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know the the other interesting part about this, which we hit on briefly, but it's just the community in which this is coming from. Right. Um, the fact that it's the the baseball nerds of the world who are the ones coming out. And getting caught with this. So far, it's been one guy, um, but it's most likely going to lead to. I'm not going to be surprised when, you know, more guys along these lines are are caught with this. Um, You look at the front offices that do a lot of these saber hire these guys, like the Kevin Goldsteins of the world. You know, the Rays, the Dodgers. You know, those type of teams. Um, The Red Sox just hired Red Sox. Yeah, Chaim Bloom. I mean, the Red Sox also with Cora too. Yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what do you think this means about this community and you know what this means well, about these I have said this before I've said that you know the problem with what people on the internet have termed fangraphs brain is that uh it leads to this sort of relentless pursuit of efficiency and this sort of mindset that uh Everything that that can give you a marginal advantage is something that you should pursue. Uh, and I think the major problem we've seen with this was was not in this respect. I didn't expect this, to be completely honest. But the, the major problem with this sort of performing of public analytics for the sake of getting hired by ownership uh, is it, it leads to this sort of... I mean, I know everyone talks about it, you know, leading to this anti-labor perspective. 
but you know, as someone who is not particularly concerned with the the plight of baseball laborers, I mean, it's not that not that I would not rather have the players make the money than the owners, but you know, this isn't my my number one concern here. Uh, it leads to this mentality that uh, if you can get a marginal advantage anywhere, uh, then you should do it, regardless of the consequences, regardless of whether or not it screws over the labor market, or whether, regardless of whether or not it uh, sort of wrecks baseball. Uh, and this is taking it a step further. This is sort of the Astros mentality, which is, you know, it's the Silicon Valley mentality. It's uh, move fast and break things. And you know, pay the consequences when the consequences come. And, and you can make a very good argument that the Astros' perspective from a, an amoral sort of stand is correct. They won the World Series out of this. And it's going to take a whole bunch of punishment to make the crime not worth doing. Because they won the World Series, and uh, not only that, but you know, they, they won everything that comes with it, which I'm sure is, you could argue it's nine figures in terms of how much they made. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's impossible to distinguish between the talent on the field and the things they did and the way that they won that was sort of permissible and normal baseball and the amount of help they had from breaking the rules. But you know, the 2017 World Series in this period of contention has been worth high, you know, at least we're talking in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So how do you disincentivize that other than having teams hire ethical people who know that there are things that you don't do to get advantages? Yeah, um, I think... The, I mean, that's the thing is where do you, how do you punish this team? I don't know. You know. It sounds like from all the reporting that's coming out, it sounds like the punishment's going to be harsh. It has and to it be. Sounds like it's, and it sounds like it's going to be a sin for everyone else, kind of this, um, you know, we, we don't want this to go on in baseball anymore, so we're going to punish everyone for this. Well, yeah, and to sort of, you know, make the point that I'm sure lots of Astros fans are making right now, uh, the Astros were not the team, the only team that did this. Uh, I think that you can distinguish between the Astros and other teams, maybe in the fact that the Astros seem to be really, really effective and really doggedly determined to do it. Uh, I mean, the, the Astros are the only team that went from last or near last in the, the league in strikeouts to first in one season. And I can't imagine that's all talent. Uh, so the Astros mm-hmm. seem to be really, really good at this. Uh, which means they were probably employing more intricate methods than other teams. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I mean, in 2017, the Red Sox got caught relaying signs through Apple watches in the dugout. That's a pretty bad sin. Like that's, that's the kind of thing I think we can all agree should not be in baseball. Uh, and they got punished pretty lightly for it and then won the world series the next year. Uh, you got to imagine all the other smart teams uh, are doing something like this. I, I don't know to this extent, and I don't want to, you know, disparage all the smart teams or all the sort of uh, 
it's possible that some of them are more ethical than the other ones. But, you know, we don't know that. Uh, so, yes, the Astros, you can make the argument, are probably, you know, not alone in their actions. Uh, but there's evidence, physical or auditory evidence of their cheating. Uh, we've got emails. We've got crimes.email. Uh, no, R-E- yeah. Yeah. Re crimes. crimes. Right. Regarding crimes. Exactly. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, if you want to eradicate this from the game, and you should, because not only does, I mean, it's, it's ethically bad, uh, it makes everyone paranoid, which A, leads them to cheat even more, and B, leads the leads to, like, mound visits and all this sort of switching of signs and all this, like, enigma-style code cracking that it doesn't help with pace of play of the game. It's a dumb use of resources. Uh, if you want to get rid of it, you're going to have to punish the Astros, and you're going to have to punish them so severely that no team ever thinks about doing this again. Yeah. And it sounds like there is a, the tide is shifting. I mean, just from the way players are talking about this. Yeah. A lot of players are coming forward saying, like, this is a thing that happened. Um, you Darvish is you know, attacking the Brewers, then Christian Yelich came back and attacked <laughs> you Darvish. Yeah. And all that. Um, Christian Yelich seems like maybe kind of a jerk. Eh, possibly. You Darvish seems fun, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh,. It sounds like there's a lot uh, that the, the players are tired of this, especially pitchers. Um, so, if you're if you're Rob Manfred, what kind of punishment are you are you putting down? I mean, I'm thinking at least a year suspension for AJ Hinch. Um, you know, you're gonna have to ban someone from baseball over this. Yeah, and I'm sure Goldstein is probably gonna be one of those guys. Yeah, uh, who gets banned. <laughs> I mean that. The Astros are going to want to shift blame on lower-level subordinates as much as they can. I mean, if you watch Succession, you know what the plan is. <laughs> yes. uh, if they're going to, I mean, there is some sort of theory going around that they're going to want to push as much of this on Brandon Taubman as possible. He's not going. To, no, no, it doesn't sound like he'll go down without a fight. Yeah, I so mean, that sounds like a bad idea. He's already lawyered up. Yeah, yeah, he's not the guy you want to mess with. He's got nothing to yeah. lose. Exactly. Uh, and he, He'll take down his whole operation if he has to. Yeah, he doesn't care. I mean, yeah. first of all, he's a self-interested asshole, as the Ozuna gate has established. But second of all, yeah, he's he's already out of baseball. No team's going to hire him at this point. Might as yeah, well he's burn... He's back to his cozy finance job, no matter what. Right. Might as well burn as many bridges as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like you know people are going to have to get... Someone's gonna have to get you know kicked out of baseball. Um, it might. I doubt it, it might gets... be. It might be Luno. If you really want to stop this, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean how I, much does the punishment fit the crime? Debatable. But if you want to stop this, you're going to have to make an example out of this organization, and I, I can't yeah. think of a way to do that other than banning Luno. You don't think a year suspension for both of them would do it? No, not really. I don't know. They still—they won the World Series. Energy. I think losing your manager and general manager for a full year, you know, not allowing them to be involved, especially losing Hinch. 
I think that's a big one. Um, I think you can probably get away suspending Hinch for a year, but I think Luno's probably yeah. got to go. That'd be interesting. I mean, and you wonder what's going to happen with Cora and now Beltran, now that he's back in baseball. You know, see, see, here's the interesting thing to me about this. You know, we're talking about players' opinions and attitudes changing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very similar, and other people have pointed this out, but it's similar to what happened with steroids. Where like oh three like oh four ish right that era players yeah. stopped with the mentality of everyone's doing it so that so I have to do it and uh, they started thinking in the way that if people are doing this you know it, it could impact my job like this mm-hmm. this is the sort of thing that like, like with steroids uh, there was a lot of sort of complaints from the marginal players who realized that steroids players were taking their jobs. With this, it's sort of similar, uh, where, like we were talking about earlier, the marginal players, if everyone has their signs, cannot be effective. The guys with marginal stuff, who who may not be marginal players. Like, Mike Fires is a very good major league pitcher when people don't know what's coming. Uh, but... The Astros, who have hit him very hard since he left in 2017, uh, by the way, should be noted. Uh, you know, they are fundamentally Stein stealing on as widespread a level as we're talking about. Fundamentally changes the nature of the game of baseball in a way that is not conducive at all to guys who have to rely on deception. And so there's this big sea change. Now I bring that up when I'm talking about Beltron. Because Beltron was a player at the time. Uh, and I think if you go around suspending players, then you don't really know where to stop. Like, how do you decide who on the Astros deserves a suspension, who gets a fine? I mean, unless you have specific evidence of one of the players hatching the scheme, uh, I mean, they all obviously knew about it. There's no. There's no way that they didn't know about it. You could hear the freaking thumping from the dugout. And if you couldn't put two and two together, you know, even if you didn't know, no, if you couldn't put two and two together and figure out what that was about, then you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. So, like, I just, I don't know if you can suspend Beltron or, or punish him because it just, it seems hard to figure out what players would have to go down. But if you're going to punish the Astros, it's going to have to be serious. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I'm talking like death penalty level serious. Like, I mean, there's no sense vacating a World Series victory because who the hell does that do any good to? Exactly. Uh, the Astros still have the money. The fans still know that they have the title. They still have the merch. Right. Do? Take away all the merch. If you're wearing a 2017 Astros World Series title, you have to burn it. It's illegal. It's against the law. <laughs> exactly. Uh, violating federal law and you will be shot on sight. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So you can't really do that. But, I mean, I think that punishing the the front office in such a way, like, we're talking about fines in the tens of millions uh, losses of draft picks. They may not... I mean, you you might want to say that, like, they lose 
uh, I mean, first round picks for the next two or three years. I think that would be one way to do it. Uh, and, They're valuable draft picks. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys they can pay cheaply and then try and uh, extort into signing below market uh, extensions. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. It's going to have to be severe. It's going to have to be. I mean, I think Luno has to go. I do. Oh. I think, you know, like I said, I don't know if the punishment fits the crime, but I think if you want to deter this action, then Jeff Luno needs to go. Yeah. Um, just one more thing, wrapping back around. I looked it up. Uh, Mike Fires in Minute Maid Park this year made three starts, 10 innings pitched, 17 runs, 1481 ERA. Yeah, I can't so, imagine why he'd be mad about this. Yeah. Um, so moving past this, this there was actually some more baseball news this week. Now we're going to move past the awards, uh, MLB awards. They were all rightly those, decided. They were all right. You know, you could say what you want. Davey should have been considered. We don't feel like talking more about Davey as a manager. We've talked a lot about him this year. Yeah. So we're going to move past, you know, the awards. Although we should um, mention that we, we underrated his strengths and he was, yes. he was a legitimate asset with the Nats winning the World Series. Yes. So yes. that's all we'll uh, say. That's all I'll say. But moving past, there was uh, one free agent signing this week, um, the first one of the offseason, and it was a pretty big one. Uh, the Braves uh, decided to jump early on the free agent market and signed Will Smith, the fresh prince of uh, now Atlanta, to a three-year, $40 million deal. Um, and it was interesting. Both, we both predicted that he would, uh, Will Smith was going to accept the QO from the Giants, and he would have gotten a higher AAV, but he ended up still getting three years out of the deal from the Braves, which is probably more what he wanted, more than the higher AAV. Yeah. My initial pick prediction before we talked about this on air, I changed my prediction on air, but my initial prediction was Will Smith going to the Braves. And I think... Yes, all of, in, my, all of my predictions that I make off air are also the correct ones. Uh, I submitted it to the MLB Trade Rumors uh, prediction. Do you have proof of this? No, because I don't save it. Well, then so. it clearly didn't happen. Sure. But, I mean, it makes sense for the Braves, um, you know, to keep building up that back end of their bullpen. Um, They're going to have Smith set up and still have Melanson close, which I think is interesting. I think it's interesting, too. I mean, that will probably change in my prediction, uh, uh, just a prediction. It'll probably change at some point during the year. But they, I mean, they, the two of the guys they traded for are free agents. Um, um and uh, with Chris Martin and Shane Green's a free agent too, right? I think. I don't. I think no one's yeah. talking about him. But no, I, feel I don't. Like he was a. Fr- no, I think he's got a year left. Does he have a year left? Well, there's only one way. Yeah, to find he's out. Early, No, he's got he's got a year left. So um, he's still under contract. So they they lost Chris Martin, replacing Chris Martin now with. Um, oh, with, it's Shane Green's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Shane Green. <laughs> if you're listening he definitely uh, is he definitely is uh but i think you know the braves you know are still the team to beat in the nl east even though the nats won the world series they didn't really lose much this offseason they've already added um uh, there are talks about them they've lost Bumgarner. i mean it depends on what they do with with donaldson yeah they uh, lost donaldson that's 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 a big one um skipped over that but they're still I'd I mean, they're still the favorite in the NL East. They've lost Donaldson and, and Keuchel. 
At this yeah. point, the Nats have lost way more than the Braves. Way more. Have I mean, we've lost a bet. We've lost a better third baseman and starting pitcher. Yes, and you know many other elements of this team that made it good. Yes. But yes. Uh, I have confidence that the Nats will spend more this offseason than the Braves. Yes, Liberty uh, Media does not like spending money. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised by the Will Smith signing because, like I said, yeah, I thought he would take the qualifying offer. What he did was he used the security of the qualifying offer. He said, listen, if you don't offer me what I want, I'll just take it. Uh, and get paid eighteen million dollars this year, and he used that to negotiate. So in that yeah. in that sense, the security of having that eighteen million guaranteed, and that's why he signed hours before the uh, QO acceptance deadline. Uh, you know, I think if if baseball wanted to uh, sort of make a concession on the qualifying offer, what they could do is allow players to accept or decline it at any time uh, so they could always use that leverage. Mm -hmm. But they probably won't do that. Uh, It's just just a random thought off the top of my head, and I could see how that might cause problems where if it's March and a team is already at their payroll uh, cap, a guy just decides he wants $18 million. Uh, Although, I don't don't know. Uh, It's not a great idea anyway uh but you know will smith is a very good reliever uh mm-hmm. he is he was the best free agent reliever on the market uh i don't know that he's so great and i don't know that you know the vast majority of reliever contracts have really ended well but yeah i mean and i think that smith was helped by the fact that he is the best reliever on a very weak free agent market yeah uh and as this relates to the nats especially i mean they're a team that desperately needs relief help no they Uh, don't they could do exactly what they did again last year or i mean just uh you know wait till you get to the playoffs and then use patrick corbin as a swing man yes um but i i don't think will smith would have been the right fit for the Nats. I mean, he's the best reliever out there, and they could have used him definitely. He would have been a fine fit. He would have been a fine fit. They they need arms. They need arms. They need a lot of arms. And I think the Nats are going to have to dig a little deeper in order to build their bullpen instead of signing the top guys. No, they're going to need need at least one or two top guys. I think Hudson comes back. Um, I don't know that Hudson's a top guy. I mean, this market he is. Yeah, but, I mean, you look at his, I mean, his stuff is very good. Uh, His numbers with the Nats were fantastic. But he doesn't strike, he doesn't have strikeout stuff. I mean, it's weird to say about a guy with a 90 mile an hour slider and 98 mile an hour fastball, but he does not really have strikeout stuff. Uh, His FIP was way higher than his ERA uh, last year. He's been decent or worse in the the years before that. Uh, You know, I don't know what he'll be valued like on the market. Um, you know, there's the, the fact of the sort of semi-capital strike, and then there's the fact that Daniel Hudson is like the fourth or fifth best reliever on this market uh, because it's just such a bad free agent market. Uh, I think they need to sign... I would be very happy if they signed Drew Pomerantz. Yeah, I think Pomerantz would be great. 
Yeah, I really like him. I've liked him for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great if they signed Pomeranz. You know, you do Pomeranz, Hudson, and, like, uh, someone else. Yeah. Joe Smith. They need three guys. Uh, Joe Smith would be good. Uh, and then you have a, a four-man bullpen. And you figure out maybe Suero could be better. Yeah, then you've got you've got Suero and Rainey, and you'll. I mean, yeah, if those guys are the fifth and sixth guys in your bullpen, that's fine. The problem was and at one point they were like second and two third. Two and three. Right. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah, not great. No. Um, but hopefully there'll be more news next week. If not, we'll probably sit on a podcast or two. We'll yeah. Maybe do one over Thanksgiving. Uh, just we want to talk about the the Astros stuff because that's interesting. It is. I'm sure more stuff will come out in the next week about it. It seems like this is moving pretty quickly um, just with the reporting. So interesting to see how this is going to unfold. But for now, that's all we have to talk about. Um, yep. Uh, so hopefully will... the news will keep coming and we won't have to either skip weeks or just fill time for yes. half an hour. Yeah. But uh, until next week, uh, just one more thing before we leave. Uh, just wanted to remind everyone that the Washington Nationals won the 2019 World Series over the cheating Houston Astros. So. Yeah, the dastardly so. cheaters. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty just cool. Remember. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Talk to you soon.